Um, so this is X is a placeholder for uh, unknown um, disease. Um, I just wanted to start by clarifying that because there is already a lot, a lot of attention. If I may, although COVID came immediately, we were preparing for COVID-like uh, disease. You, you may even call COVID as the first disease X. And it may happen again. What's going on, everybody? So disease X, the new terminology from the World Economic Forum and also a lot of world leaders is disease X. So what is disease X? Why are they talking about it? And why is it interesting to talk about? A lot of reasons. One, the American Congress has already put in a disease X act of 2023. Tedros just talked about it at the World Economic Forum. And fascinatingly enough, I didn't even think about disease X until today. But uh, I was just talking about how it's crazy to just sweep everything that happened with COVID under the rug and how, you know, the whole conversation we had yesterday with the whole Tim Pool reaction was like, he's trying to sweep it all under the rug and be like, it doesn't matter. And it's like, how does it not matter? It crashed the economy as far as the government reaction to it. It crashed the economy. It changed the election. It made big tech emboldened to censor more. We lost civil liberties. The country locked down. It's not to blame one politician or the other, although somebody was in charge. But in general, it's like, how stupid do you have to be to be like, oh, let's just like forget about all that. It's like, while Tim and other people are forgetting about all that, Tedros and a lot of world leaders are talking about preparing for the next COVID-like disease X. So we're going to talk about that. Second story I want to talk about is if you guys remember the Hasidic synagogue tunnel story, uh, I just wanted to show you that Tim is pathologically lying to his audience about that, pushing a narrative that not even Chabad Lubavitch is pushing. So you have to ask yourself, why is Tim lying even harder than the organization where the tunnels are under? Third thing I want to talk about is I'm just floating some ideas about Vivek Ramaswamy for vice president and why I find it fascinating that MAGA really wants him as the choice and a lot of influencers. It's going to be an interesting show. Hope you enjoy yourself. God bless you. Dreamer podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road, let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Somebody said there's a glitch. The fact checkers are watching. Fact checkers, you're right about everything. Fact check, you're so right. I mean, let's just all sit in our house and wear masks and stare in the corner and get fat and watch television and that'll be really healthy for us. I mean, the only way to make childhood healthy is to close down the schools and the beaches and the parks and we need to shut down sports and kids are going to get fat and depressed and the suicide rates are going to go up and then everybody's going to be happy and healthy. <laughs> Pfizer, Moderna. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're so right, fact checkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The kids are crushing now, aren't they? They don't even know what gender they are, let alone, you know. Probably can't even do math. Math is racist. They're like one plus one and is two is what George Washington used to do back in the waspy South. And now we knew we do one plus one equals three based on a new Harvard study. It's like we get it, fact checkers. You're so right. But you know, before we talk about 
Disease X, I know half the people that are here now were not here earlier on Facebook and YouTube. So here's just a quick rundown. I mean, this is the new terminology is uh, Disease X. You know, it's it's the terminology for them preparing for a COVID-like pandemic. I'm going to play it again. Um, so Disease X is a placeholder for uh, unknown um, disease. Um, I just wanted to start by clarifying that because there is already a lot, a lot of attention. If I may, although COVID came immediately, uh, we were preparing for COVID-like uh, disease. You, you may even call COVID as the first disease X. And then he goes on to say, you know, it can happen again, too. So we're preparing for it. So I could show you all the stuff. There's all sorts of articles, USA Today, CBS. They're all in unison saying, what is disease X? Why is it a thing now? Like, let's talk about disease X. Um, it's hard to talk about because they censor you no matter what you say. Like the pharmaceutical industry has the big tech by the cojones and you're, you're not allowed to like say anything you literally the only thing you're really like allowed to say i think they've stopped cracking down now because they got everything they wanted you know they sucked america and the world dry but uh you're you have to just be like they're perfect they're 100 effective everything's great there's no injuries even though we're protected from liability hardy har har you know like that's all you're really allowed to say but i remember when i was talking about event 201 this is risky to do i just really don't care um you know event 201 factually was a pandemic simulation by john hopkins world economic forum bill and melinda gates foundation in 2019 in i believe new york city in october um you could look it up there it's literally on youtube so like that's what i know i, I like go watch that video it's literally a simulation of like what would we do if a coronavirus pandemic hit you know and it was a different one of course um but it's like here's what we do we'd shut down the airlines we do this and a you know, you're not allowed to say that a lot of the similar strategy that they did in reality was similar to Event 201. Like, you're not allowed to say that, even though it's literally true. Just like Tedros is saying, he's like, we've been, we were preparing for a COVID-like pandemic for years. So when COVID came, they had, I, last time they tried to like fact check me for this. So I don't know why, like, I, I know Apparently, the fact checkers are stupid. So if you're one of these fact checkers from that organization in France that emailed me the stupidest thing I've ever read, like you're an idiot. But if the fact checkers watching this, I just have to say like what I'm saying, I'm not saying they caused it or did it. I know that's like what your monkey brain told you. But what I'm trying to say is they had a strategy for what to do in a similar situation. So when it happened, they rolled out that plan essentially like here's what would make sense to do and, and Tedros admits that he's like you know we were preparing for a COVID-like scenario for years and uh you know and now we're preparing for disease x and you could even say says Tedros that COVID was the first disease x so you know I don't know what you're even allowed to say on these commie pharmaceutical scammy platforms but um you know I'm grateful to be here what what should I think of that I don't know like that something similar could happen again i could get into the legislation you could look it up in congress there is a disease x disease x act of 2023 so they're already planning just like a lot of the similar i talked about this yesterday a lot of people don't know this but a lot of the similar terminology that rolled out in 2020 was being passed through legislation in 2019 i'm not saying it's 100 the same i'm not saying that they caused it because you're not allowed to say that 
Well, what I am saying is like, have you ever heard of like a task force, like a vaccine task force or coronavirus task force? I've never, and maybe these exist like behind closed doors. They're just not on television all the time in the health industry. It's possible, but I'd never heard of a task force to go after a virus. That's not terminology I've ever heard. And I've done news every day for, you know, seven years. But when you hear the coronavirus task force with Fauci and Dr. Burks and whatever, you find out in 2019, Trump passed an executive order for a universal flu vaccine that had a lot of similar uh, terminology to a task force. And it brought together like 10 branches of government. And it's a public health. It's like it was it's it's worth a read. Go back and read the 2019 legislation if you're interested or curious that Trump passed. And then it's even more interesting when you roll back a year to 2018 and find out that Trump took a meeting with Bill Gates, where Bill Gates said that Trump offered him a science advisor position. And Bill Gates said that he chirped in Trump's ear and said, you should do universal flu vaccine. You'll be a hero. And, you know, the science community will love you. So it's like you start connecting these dots and then you get banned. It's like I'm not saying one plus two equals three, but one plus two equals three. Like if, if Bill Gates came to the press and said in 2018 that he chirped in Trump's ear that he should push this universal flu technology that that's unheard of. And, and, and then Trump literally does it in 2019. It's like, I doubt Trump is like a science genius who just thinks of these things. He probably just did what Bill Gates told him to do, which is the funniest thing because MAGA thinks they're like fighting Bill Gates and Trump literally works with them, but they can't figure that out because they're surrounded by gatekeepers like Tim Pool and all these like Trump fanatics that they won't report reality to you. So what, why am I bringing these people up, right? Because I don't like to talk about people. Seriously, I don't. It, it, it annoys me. I'd rather just like do my own thing. I can't do my own thing because when the country locks down, I can't even travel. And then when I say normal stuff, people can't handle it anymore because their brains are getting fried by people like Tim Pool who just tell their audience, forget about the COVID stuff. Forget about all that. It doesn't matter. The lockdowns don't matter. Operation War Street doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. Well, while you're saying that and you're turning people's brains into mush, the World Economic Forum, Tedros, World Health Organization, countries around the world, United States Congress, they're all preparing for a response to the next disease X. So why would you not want to think or talk about that? Like, that's why people like Tim annoy me is because they cry and freak out hysterically and angrily and make you so mad about the problem, but they are the problem. Like they won't let you fix the problem. They talk about root level or, or, or like surface level stuff. And then when you're like, let's talk about like what they're actually doing. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, so why are you so mad then? He's a demon. I hate that guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and nobody could think straight anymore because it's like, let's not think about COVID. And I'm going to get to the third story about Vivek. And I, whether I hope there are a lot of people who love Trump here because I'm actually going to make sense. It's like if Trump had a bunch of spaghetti sauce on his face and I'm just like, hey, I want you to look good for this press conference. You know, I want you to look nice and orange and shiny. And you know what I'm saying? Look like a, a, a handsome older guy or whatever. It's like I want you to like I, you got sauce on your face and I don't want like, you know, the, the women to be, you to be embarrassed in front of the women or whatever. Like that's what a real friend does. So it's like if you like Trump, there's a gaping reason why you shouldn't want Vivek for vice president. And it's not because I think he's a horrible, terrible person or he's he's beyond retribution. I'm not saying any of those things. These are all straw men, so what I'm saying. But I'm just saying there's, there's 20 positions you should want Vivek in. Vice president should not be one for an obvious reason. I'm going to tell you in the third story. But anyway, just to wrap up the disease X part of this segment, they're rolling out this terminology. It sounds very eerily similar to Event 201 and how they were preparing for all this stuff. 
And I would just say that, you know, look at what happened during COVID. Look who made money. Look who got power. And whether you want to make a conspiracy theory or not or whatever they're going to say you're doing, what I would say is this. If you don't like what happened to Trump in 2020 because of the election, how could you listen to people like Tim and just ignore all this stuff and be like, oh, let's just forget about it. And then we're going to win. It's like, how are you going to win if you forget about everything? It doesn't make any sense. Trump's everything Trump did good was wiped away because of the pandemic, you know, and you could blame him or you could blame the left or you could think they did it for that. Or I don't care why you think it happened or how it happened. It made his it turned his economy into shit. People lost their jobs. People lost their businesses. The stock market crashed. Uh, you know, you couldn't go anywhere. Civil, civil liberties imploded. Big tech cracked down, especially on Trump supporters. And we're even emboldened by all this stuff and these executive orders and these emergencies to go even harder at people. They stopped protesting. They literally tried to make it illegal to protest the lockdowns. Like I could list 15 reasons for why, if you care about anything, if you're conservative or liberty based or you like Trump or you don't like Trump, I don't really care. I could list 50 reasons why this is probably the most important topic, because if you care about the economy, that could be wiped away if they do another response to a pandemic this way. If you care about the election so much, how did the mass mail-in ballots and the justification for mass mail-in ballots get there? It's like the root of all of these issues. And I'm not saying it's like the number one most important thing, but it's definitely not number four. It, you know, it's definitely top two or three, because even things that are above the COVID stuff can be wiped away if you're not thinking chess and they're thinking chess, you get what I'm saying? It's so important. That's why I get so frustrated when people try to say, just forget about it. It's like, then what's the point of you being here? Now you're just a gatekeeper. You're standing here. You're saying nothing. And then when someone's like, this is worth considering so we don't get tricked again or we don't you know, lose everything again. And you say, no, shut up. Don't talk about it. Uh, you know, it really makes you wonder who these people really are. Like, are they dumb or are they literally just like cover uppers? there to do that type of stuff speaking of which with the second story you know this tunnel uh this tunnel i mean this tunnel <laughs> oh my gosh this story went away faster than a diglet with a beanie on dig digging a hole into a tunnel um but anyway you know there was a tunnel under the habad lubovich synagogue in new york city and it's hilarious because like okay i don't care if you think it's a funny story i don't care if you think it's important if, if you're pushing theories that you can't prove or whatever, or, 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 or you think it shouldn't be talked about. But the, the response to this tunnel story was fascinating because so many right wing influencers that I followed, they just got on the defense immediately. Right. Like they weren't like, it's not a big deal. It was just young kids building tunnels. They were like, why do you care about it so much? Why is it a thing? You're anti-Semitic. And it's like you could really see who the shills and the con artists were at that point where it's like they were more mad at the response to people talking about the tunnels. Then they were curious about why there's tunnels under like a powerful organization, synagogue in New York City. But I already know who everybody is. And I'm not like saying this to brag. It's like, I know who everybody is. I know what they're about. It's obvious. If you pay attention and you're honest and you're not just like following like rainbows around in circles or whatever, it's clear to see who's who, who will talk about certain things, who won't, who are shills, who aren't, whose foreign policy dictates everything they do, who have, who put an ideology above America first. Like all this stuff has been obvious to me for three years. So I already know who all these people are and what they think and how they'll act in these situations. But for those who haven't figured it out yet, like it was really revealing where it's like, I'm not asking you to make up conspiracy theories about the tunnel. I'm not asking you to cover it 50 times, but it is pretty fascinating, you know, and it is an interesting story. It is a powerful organization. It is their headquarters in New York City. They are a global organization. Like if that were the Vatican, everybody would be talking about it. But the amount of people that were like, stop talking about it. I mean, it's, it's hateful. And it's like, 
what who are you so i want to just read you tim tim's tweet because he barely talked about this but when he did he literally lied about it and said something that was debunked and and retracted like literally within an hour of the story and no one is saying what he's saying right i'm just gonna say habad lubovich is not saying this no media is saying this like what tim the excuse that tim is trying to act like he's stupid and like oh they probably just did it for this reason is something literally no one is saying no one not even the organ the organization said that it was a bunch of rebel rouser youngins who were like trying to defy the older generation of habad lubovich and they were digging tunnels for god knows what reason but like even habad is not saying what tim is saying so you got to ask yourself like why would tim be purposely lying about this when everyone knows he's lying right he goes Here's like, oh, sorry, that's that's the next thing. Sorry about that. That's that's the Vivek part. This is the Tim part. He said, if the secret Jewish tunnel was built so Jews could worship after New York illegally and unconstitutionally locked down places of worship, then I say based AF. So he's like, man, if that was if that was to defy lockdowns, then I say based. First of all, it's not that. That story was retracted immediately, and literally no one is saying that, including Chabad. So he's lying harder than anybody in this situation. And now all of a sudden you notice Tim tells Luke that he doesn't want to talk about the COVID lockdowns anymore, any of that stuff. It doesn't matter. But when it comes to making up a fake cover story for an organization that Tim has nothing to do with, now all of a sudden Tim thinks it's just so base that they're preparing for the next one, even though no one is saying that they're doing that. Do you understand that narrative was like a, a rumor on Twitter based of, off of a retracted story that immediately got retracted. It was only out for like an hour. And then people who are shills are like, maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe, like, you know, it's like if they found this huge tunnel under the Vatican, right? And, and, and Tim's like, maybe it was the based nuns trying to avoid lockdowns. It's like, no one's said like if Habad came out and said, hey, this is what we were doing. We we're trying to avoid lockdowns. Then it's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, he's just saying what Habad's saying. And that's what they're he believes them. That, nothing wrong with that. That's not what they're saying. No one's saying what he's saying. Why is he trying to cover up the story with a fake narrative that no one is saying and saying that it's based off of a topic that he literally says shouldn't be talked about anymore because it's not important. and He's tired of hearing about it. He is such a demon. It's it's unreal why anybody listens or respects this guy. He's literally like a controlled opposition gatekeeping scumbag who just screams hysterically in the face of men who are more accurate than them. You get what I'm saying? It's like if you make an excuse for the tunnel, I don't care. I don't know what was going on in the tunnel. Maybe they could send Luke down there like they did to Epstein Island um, and he could figure it out. But in general, it's like I'm not asking people to take the most extreme theory. I'm not asking people to even care that much. But Tim won't talk about it and only talks about it to cover the story up and lie about it with a lie and a story that literally no one's saying. Why? He's he's garbage. Um, third thing I want to talk about. This is interesting. Uh, I'm going to read the comments after because I don't want to get distracted. And I'm going to drink my coffee because I like caffeine too much. I apologize. Like I got to slow it down sometimes. Sometimes I'm going at like 100 miles an hour. You got to rest the machinery. You know what I'm saying? This Neuralink ain't cheap. I'm just kidding. But uh, jokes aside. So let me just try to figure out how to like not immediately trigger people because I, I want to like think in the mind of like MAGA, right? So I, I go onto Twitter and everybody I follow that likes Trump is saying Vivek for VP, Vivek for VP. I want him to be vice president. Okay. 
understandable, right? Charismatic, clearly smarter than most people. Uh, you know, very well spoken, good in interviews. I understand. I'm not going to act like I don't get why people would want to do that. I get it. But let's really think about this stuff, right? So everybody that likes Trump a lot is like in unison saying he should be the vice president. Let's go to the last vice president, right? They call him Judas, Judas Pence, right? What did Mike Pence do that MAGA hated? It wasn't the coronavirus task force, which is probably the worst thing that Mike Pence was a part of. He did a lot of horrific things uh, and, and a lot of decent things during Trump's administration. But like, you know, I didn't despise him, but I always knew he was an establishment guy. But it's like, whatever. He just stands there. He's smiling. You know, he looks like somebody's really slick grandpa. And it's like, he's just like a guy, you know, I never really cared. But during COVID, I was like, oh, this guy sucks because he was doing all the coronavirus task force stuff. And he was, you know, behind a lot of it as well. And, uh, you know, nobody talked about it because apparently nobody cares about anything unless they're told to care about something or unless it's like a narrative, a Kardashian narrative running circles around January or whatever. So whatever, like I cared about that the most with Pence, but most people did it. Everybody knows whether you're MAGA or you're not, you know, the number one thing that MAGA and Trump supporters don't like about Mike Pence. And the only thing that they care that he did was that he didn't have Trump's back on January 6th, right? It's the, it's not even, it's not just the number one complaint. It's literally the only complaint. Like it's, it's one and two is not even close. It's, it's the reason that 99% of people who like Trump hate Mike Pence and think he's a traitor. They didn't have a problem with him before that. They said, why didn't you send the electorates back to Pennsylvania? Why didn't you stand with us on January 6th? Why didn't you do anything? And all I'm saying, and I have to say the straw man's real quick before people freak out. Let me tell you what I'm not saying, because everybody's going to say that I'm saying this, right? I say one plus one is two. They say, why'd you say the sky was orange? It's like the classic straw man tactic. I'm not saying Vivek is a horrific human being. I'm not saying he's ever done anything illegal. I'm not saying he committed a crime. I'm not saying he doesn't have a nice smile and a good personality. I'm not saying he's uh, can never be forgiven. I, I'm not even asking him to to forgive anything because I'm not God and I'm not his pastor. And I don't I I I just don't want to vote for him. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want him in a high level position right now because he came from a hedge fund in a pharmaceutical industry and he's never served in in, in government. So I, it's not like I hate him or I don't think he's a good person or like. Do you think he could never be forgiven? I'm saying none of these things. I'm not asking. He doesn't owe me his forgiveness for what? I Like he's a grown man. I did, we don't have to agree on every topic. I'm, I'm just letting you know, I'm saying none of those things. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to work somewhere. I'm not saying he shouldn't join. I want him to join the Republican Party. And I want Vivek to have a position or Vivek or however you say it, it rhymes with snake and cake or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And fake. It rhymes with all those things. Whatever. Vivek. Because um, people are like, it's not Vivek. It's Vivek. Okay. Let me remember. It rhymes with fake. It rhymes with snake. It rhymes with cake. Vivek. Got it. Um, I'm not saying he shouldn't have a position. I want him to serve and see what he does. What I don't want him to do is be a heartbeat away from being the president of the United States when he's never proven himself with legislation like hundreds of other people have. And, and the funniest part about me taking this stance and pissing off MAGA with it is MAGA should care even, I don't care if Trump picks him really because I don't even think Trump's the real deal. But anyway, if you like Donald Trump, like you say you do, and you think that my, he's, you know, Mike Pence was so bad because he didn't do what you wanted him to do on January 6th, why would you pick a guy 
who said he cried on January 6th and wrote a book in 2022, not 2020 or 2021 or in 20, late 2022, fourth quarter 2022. He wrote a book saying Mike Pence did the right thing. Donald Trump is a sore loser. And the parallels between Donald Trump and Stacey Abrams are very similar because they're both sore losers who lied about an election and can't get over it. That's what he wrote. I read the whole chapter. He can't and you can't gaslight me into not knowing what I literally read myself. I don't get my news from what he says. I read it myself. You should too. And he did this after January 6th. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. I did a whole stream on that, but he said he cried on January 6th. And here's the thing. You got to ask yourself. Is he a grown man crying over January 6th? Then he's too emotional to leave this country. I mean, why would you cry over January 6th? That makes no sense. Um, he goes like this when he says it, which means he's probably lying. Like, I, I understand, uh, you know, body language. So if he's lying, what else will he lie about if he goes on news and virtue signals against January 6ers and says, I cried when it happened? If he's willing to lie about that, He's a chameleon. What's not? What's he not willing to lie about? I've watched. Go watch his full interview with Jim Cramer on Mad Money when he was hawking an already failed pharmaceutical drug. And Jim Cramer was like, why should I believe you? You're a hedge fund guy. Like, that's who he was before he was a farm. He's like, who am I today? He puts on a new mask. Why should I believe a hedge fund guy like that? Why should I trust you with a pharmaceutical company? Here's And, and he's like, <laughs> you know, with all his like body language, talking like Obama. And it's like, he's such an obvious phony to me, but nobody realizes it. So I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm not trying to ruin your parade. But if you like, <laughs> no one talks like that. No one acts like that. No one smiles all the time. Like, he's just a good liar, you know? And it's like, it's clear with this sort of thing. I don't think he really cried on January 6th. That's like if I had another interview with him, I'd be like, did you really cry on January 6th? Like, I don't think Trump really got the vaccine. I think he's lying about it. Um, and I don't think Trump got boosted. I think he's lying about that. I think Trump is probably uh, nervous with those type of things because he used to talk about injuries years ago. But uh, in general, if he lied about this, which it seems like he did, in my opinion, what else would you like? Who are you? Are you just an actor? This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. And here's what I'm saying to MAGA and Trump supporters. It's weird that I care about Trump more than you and you claim to like love him more than me. And I somehow have his back more than you do. It's like there's 300 something million people in this country, right? There's tens or hundreds of millions of people who are conservative and liberty-based and like Trump, at least tens of millions. Why pick one guy to be a heartbeat away from the vice president who was a hedge fund manager turned pharmaceutical CEO who said he cried on January 6th and wrote a book like a year and a half ago about how Trump is a sore loser and Mike Pence did the right thing. You can't find anybody you trust more. I'm not saying that Vivek shouldn't be forgiven. I'm not asking for an apology. I don't give a shit what he says. I don't think that he shouldn't serve in government. I think he should. I, I hope he does. I'm rooting for him. I, I want to see what he does. It's exciting. He's an exciting character in, in the whole theater. Um, but to be vice president, it would make more sense to put Carrie Lake there. And I don't even like Carrie Lake that much. But like she clearly loves Trump. She would lick the dirt off his shoes and say it was an M&M. &M. Uh, you know, there's, there's like thousands of people that are like, loyal to Donald Trump. Why would you pick that guy to be the vice president? That's all I'm saying. It's like, this is why I can't, and I don't care that, I know this can bother people. 
I like MAGA. I appreciate MAGA. I say these things because I actually think that you're good people. And I know that you are. I've been to rallies. I've been around. Like, you're my people. I'm not hating on you. I'm just trying to be tough because I'm tired of grifters and liars taking advantage of us. It sucks. I vote Republican. I'm a registered Republican now. I don't want this to happen. But it's like, why? If you care so much that the number one thing that Mike Pence did wrong was January 6th, why can't you find somebody to put there that you know wasn't crying on January 6th and writing books about how Trump is such a sore loser? Like, wouldn't you want somebody that was a proven loyalist to Donald Trump during that time if that's your complaint? This is why it's hard for me to respect the modern MAGA movement because they literally don't make sense. It's like a humiliation ritual circular circus cult where they literally just trip over their own feet, like put a bar on the ground, trip over the bar and say that Bill Barr did it. It's like, it's all stupid and fake. Like you can't complain about Mike Pence for two years and say he was unloyal on January 6th and then beg for a vice president who was unloyal on January 6th and unloyal in 2022, according to your own logic, not mine. I don't care that Vivek wrote that book. Honestly, the chapter was pretty good. It's just not what you want to hear. So he tells you what you want to hear after January 6th. And he's still a pharma guy. And he probably doesn't even know if he's going to run for government or not. But clearly he wants attention. What's the safe, smart thing to do, including what like Trump and people did where they're like condemning it and they're like, oh, arrest. Him. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's afraid. Of, like the safe thing to do is say, it's appalling what those patriots did. I cried like you cried. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. I'm not saying he shouldn't have a role in Trump's administration. I'm not saying he shouldn't have a role in the government. He just shouldn't be one heartbeat away from the president. And if you really ever cared about what Mike Pence did or didn't do, then you would pick someone else for that position besides him if you even liked yourself or Trump or anything you say. But this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I figured this out in 2019, folks. I know people don't want to hear this, but I figured this stuff out because I saw Trump and DeSantis pass speech laws that went against the First Amendment. And I said something about it. And that's when I realized that all my peers, they literally don't care about anything they talk about. I know it's sad. It's the ultimate tragedy. I know you guys don't want to hear it because it ruins your little parade. And you think that these people, because they wear cowboy hats and they dress up and they go to events and you throw money at them, that they must really care about the First Amendment. They don't. I figured this out four years ago. Um, so when it comes to this sort of stuff, it's like, nobody cares what they say. Like nothing they say even means anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, we want a vice president that's loyal and will be with us. Then why would you pick that guy? It literally makes no sense. And don't let him or anyone else gaslight you. In late 2022, he wrote a book and he dedicated an entire chapter to calling Trump and Stacey Abrams similar sore losers who lied about elections, who can't get over it, and said Mike Pence did the right thing. I'm not saying he can't change, but he's changed a bunch of times. He's this, he's that. It's a democracy. It's this. He's like the ultimate chameleon. That's not someone you should put as a vice president if your true concerns were loyalty as number one. Let him do something else for a couple years and prove that he's really who he says he is. Because I don't personally believe it, but I'm rooting for him. I don't buy it at all, actually. I mean, look at someone like Lindsey Graham. He's been in Congress for 40 years, 30 years, 20 years, however long he's been there. And he's exactly who you want him to be when he needs to get you on your side. Oh, I thought Lindsey Graham was on my side. Yeah, he sucks up to Trump because then he'll get to drop bombs on a foreign country. Like he, he'll say, this is what politicians do. They say what you want to hear and get what they want. 
What does he want? I don't know. But I wouldn't want to put him as vice president. Why would you if you like Trump? It makes no sense. And I want to show you one thing, too, just to um, kind of show you how they operate, because it's like very slippery. And if you're not like paying attention, it's very convincing. It's like, oh, he never said that in his book. It's satire. No, he did say it in his book. Like, I'm not I'm not even mad at it because I do think Trump is a sore loser sometimes. So like the book makes sense to me, like but I wouldn't have wrote it that way personally. Um, and I, I don't think Mike Pence is like a great guy or anything. I think he scammed us with the coronavirus stuff. But anyway, um, you know, like that's what he wrote he didn't make a mistake or like he just wrote that. And once he figured out that you wouldn't like that, he just said what you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like what DeSantis did someone, I was talking to someone yesterday and they were like, you know, there's a political tactic. Like when, when Trump goes low on DeSantis and does this and this, you almost like can't just tell the truth. Like you almost should lie and, and get it dirty. Cause you're not going to win just like saying things about Trump. Like Trump's so popular. Like DeSantis, if you watch videos of DeSantis talk about Trump, He's kind of just telling the truth about all of Trump's downfalls, but people hate to hear that. When Trump talks about DeSantis, he said a lot of things he can't prove. He said that he didn't do a good job in Florida, which is a lie. He said that the sunny weather is why the politics are good, which is a lie. Like, I'm not, I don't even care who wins the primary at this point, but like Trump lied about DeSantis a lot. DeSantis didn't really, but it doesn't matter because people like Trump more. It doesn't matter what he says. Trump could tell the truth. He could lie. Like, you're not, you can't beat Trump. Like, there's nothing I believe that DeSantis made a lot of mistakes in his campaign. I'm not making excuses for him, but I personally believe if DeSantis ran a 100% flawless campaign where you take away his mistakes and make better people or, or better movements, DeSantis still loses to Trump. I literally think there's nothing he could have done. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Once the Alvin Bragg arrest happened, it's over. Tuck it in. So that's the game Vivek is playing. He's not stupid. He's been a hedge fund guy, a pharmaceutical guy. He's been this. He's been that. He talks like Obama. You know, like it's very calculated. So if you're going to run as a Republican and you wrote a book saying what you really think, like literally a couple months ago, and you're on the campaign trail. And the funny thing is when he wrote that book, it's when people were actually starting to like realize that Trump was kind of past his prime. And what shoved everyone back in Trump's direction was the Alvin Bragg arrest. We need revenge, revenge, revenge. They, they, they got brainwashed with that narrative, which I, probably the Democrats purposely did because they think he's easier to beat. But in general, when Vivek wrote that book, it made sense to throw Trump a little bit under the bus because everyone was doing it. If you look at the Hodge twins, the Crowder, the Tim Pool, they're all saying stuff, saying it's DeSantis's time and doing polls. And literally people like DeSantis more than Trump for two months. I have the screenshots of Crowder and Hodge twins, they did a poll with hundreds of thousands of people and both of them had DeSantis winning. And even Tim Pool said Trump should step aside and DeSantis should run. So then he writes the book and it's like, well, Trump's kind of like a sore loser. We need some new leadership, right? That's what he wrote when it was popular to say that. As soon as the Alvin Braggress happened and Vivek hits the campaign trail, now he's ultra maggy. He's like, I don't mean what I said. You don't mean what you said three months ago? You don't, did you, did you cry during the January 6th or not? Like, it's not like five years ago or like, oh, I learned my lesson. Like his trajectory doesn't make any sense to anybody with half a brain. This might be controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television that day. If you're going to go on TV after January 6th, it's not, it's not a good business move if you're a pharmaceutical guy to be like, you know what, those January 6ers, I'm not saying everything's right, but I get it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I cried. I cr and he did, to be fair, he did at the end say like, oh, you know, big tech was, you know, scamming them. So whatever. It's like, but you cry. Like, it, it's, it's all like acting. Like, 
when Biden won, I cried. <laughs> you didn't, I didn't cry when Biden won. I wasn't pumped. I was, I was definitely pissed off, but like, I didn't cry. It's like what an actor says. It's like a, it's like a movie, you know, I cried, <laughs> you know, but, 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 you know, left, right. You just say what, anyway, as soon as it became clear that Trump was not going to get beaten, then he just figured out my path to power is just riding Trump's coattails. And here's the funniest thing about all this stuff. I, I said this two months ago, three months ago. I'm not mad at what he's doing. It's very strategic to insert yourself into Republican politics. But it's like when he said, I'm going to take myself off the Colorado ball ballot. Think about it now. He's not even running anymore. He's not going to be like he might be on the Colorado ballot, maybe because he's going to be there. But he, he dropped out and he's endorsing Trump. So he's going to get less votes because he's telling his supporters to vote for Trump. So it's like when he said that, it's just a virtue signal like I'm going to. And everyone's like, you're so heroic. Like, oh, you dropped out and supported Trump. You're so heroic. I'm not mad at it. But that's his whole strategy the whole time. Like once he realized that Trump was unbeaten, unbeatable, it's like, well, don't say that. Say that. Say, you know, instead of saying he's a sore loser now that he's the guy, say that. You, you didn't know and you learned it's it's like so obvious. But uh, um, I want to show this real quick because this is something that came out. And I just wanted to show you the response from her, the campaign manager, because it's very interesting. And, and, and this is kind of always how they operate. They like and, and God bless them. They're very nice people. The campaign manager is nice. I spoke to her. I, Vivek is a nice guy. Like they're not bad people. Um, I'm just saying, like, when people bring up things that he's done, they never admit to it. They just like slither around it and, and then people believe them. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. And it's like, you're just going with what they said. So let me just show you real quick. This is a going around. It said, did Dr. David Martin just end Vivek Ramaswamy's presidential campaign? Vivek's company invested 116 million in nanoparticle delivery systems in 2017. Also, according to Dr. Martin, Vivek had a not so publicly disclosed interest in every shot that was delivered, right? So they're saying he had interest in the nanoparticle, like money invested in the delivery systems, and he had interest in the shots. They never said he made the vaccines, but he was invested in their technology. So his campaign manager, Trisha, says another desperate swipe at Vivek. Vivek's company never made vaccines. He never claimed that. She said the company that Vivek invested in is suing Moderna for stealing a technology and lying about it. Tucker spoke about it on air last March. You mean Tucker that also gave Kevin Spacey a softball interview? Cool. I like Tucker. I'm just saying. So it's like, you see, I, I just want to show you guys this again, because Moderna is actually suing Pfizer or sued Pfizer. I don't know if they won or lost because of the technology, right? If you have the technology patented and Pfizer makes tens of billions of dollars and technically they never paid you for the technology, all the money that they made from the vaccines, you could suck up all the vaccine money. You didn't necessarily make their vaccines, but you controlled the technology that it needed to make it, the mRNA technology when it comes to why Moderna is suing Pfizer. So he says, he doesn't say he, in, he owns the vaccine completely, but he said he has interest in every vaccine made. And she pretty much proves that that's right by saying he sued Moderna. That proves he's not with he's not with the pharmaceutical industry like that. He's suing Moderna. Moderna is also suing Pfizer. Does that mean Moderna's not in on it? No, they're suing because they want the money from the vaccines. Like literally with her response, because I didn't even know if this was true or not. So many people say fake, stupid stuff all the time. I, I don't even default and be like, oh, that's true. I, I assume my default is like they're lying. And then I research on my own because I don't believe even conspiracy theorists. They lie just as much as the mainstream media. So it's like when I saw it, I didn't even think it was true. I thought it, it could have just been another like snake venom thing that like, you know, I'm like, whatever. But then she responds and goes, he didn't do that. He He's suing Moderna, which means he wants the money from Moderna for what? He didn't say the vaccine. He said the technology. So she literally proved him right 
while saying he was wrong. And this is what Vivek does every time he shuts down anything. He's like, I didn't make any money. You you launched the largest biotech IPO in modern history, went on Jim Cramer's show, got famous, and the media, the mainstream media was pushing him as like this young pharmaceutical darling. And then it goes from like $180 to $200, around like 50 cents. And it's like one of the biggest crashes ever after you went on uh, Jim Cramer trying to sell it. And he was even skeptical, saying it already failed. You're a hedge fund guy. It seems a little sketchy. And Vivek's <laughs> talking and smiling and acting you with his teeth out. Dude, he's such a fraud. Uh, and I'm not saying he committed fraud. I'm just saying as a person, I believe that his uh, personality is, is a fraud. He's whoever you want him to be. He's the guy who is going to be a politician since he was a valedictorian. He smiles. He wears suits. He's this. He's that. He's left. He's right. It's like, you know, I, personally, I, I would think that he's probably there's there's a possibility that he's like a former. I mean, a like a Manchurian candidate or something. It's like, imagine if you just ran an ultra right-wing person and just said, yo, just make up left-wing talking points. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're smart, it's not that hard. You just run. You're like, yeah, free Palestine. Yeah, the you know, we need healthcare and abortions. Like, dude, you know how easy it would be for me to act like a left-winger? Like, it's not that hard. Like, figure out what they like and just say what they like. I'm not saying he necessarily did that, but it's like, every time I call something out, he slithers away and won't make accountability for it. It's like, okay, you took a scholarship from Paul and Daisy Soros. Not a huge deal, but it is, you know, red flag, but not a huge deal. What is a huge deal is that he lies about it. He then says, oh, I was broke. I needed the money. You know, why wouldn't you do it if you're if you're a poor college student? And then it comes out that he wasn't poor at all. He had already made millions of dollars for years prior. So it's like, I don't care whether you're rich and I don't care whether you're poor. I don't care whether you needed the money or I don't care whether you just wanted it because it's money you didn't have to spend. None of that matters to me. But if you lie about it, what else are you lying about? If you said you cried on January 6th, but you didn't, what else are you lying about? But look at this again and use your intellect, guys. This man never says that he owns vaccines. They, he literally says that Vivek's company invested $116 million in nanoparticle delivery systems in 2017. He had a not so publicly disclosed interest in every shot that was delivered. That's what he's saying. So he had, he invested in that technology and had interest in every shot that was delivered with his company. And his campaign manager responds, it's a desperate swipe of Vivek. His company never made vaccines. He never said that. That was never said. She said the company that Vivek invested in is suing Moderna for stealing technology and lying about it, which proves that he's right because Moderna also sued Pfizer. So if Moderna is suing Pfizer, for that technology or for some technology and saying Pfizer stole it from them. Now, not only is Moderna trying to make all the money from their vaccines, but they're trying to make all the money from the Pfizer vaccines. And, you know, so if you're suing Moderna, who's suing Pfizer, you're trying to get the money for the technology that all the vaccines, or at least the mRNA vaccines and the nanoparticle lipid technology vaccines are using. You're, you're, you're admitting that they're not lying while saying they're lying. This is everything he ever does. It's like, I don't care that he used to go to China and own pharmaceutical companies. I don't hate him for it. I just don't want him to be the leader of the Republican Party. And I'm tired of this whole freaking fake scammy movement. You got people like Tim Pool saying, forget about the COVID stuff and all that. It doesn't matter that Trump flopped and he's still lying about it. It doesn't matter. As the World Economic Forum and the mainstream media is talking about disease X and saying that they are preparing for stuff because it's a possibility that something happens again. So if they're prepared for this stuff and MAGA isn't because they follow a bunch of diglet head Tim Pools that tell them not to think about it, then they're controlled opposition gatekeeper scumbags. If we just got scammed 
by big tech and the pharmaceutical industry, et cetera. And Trump literally runs around as their biggest scammer and their biggest liar and their biggest con artist. And he lies more than Vivek even lies about it. Why would I want him to be the leader? And why would I want his vice president to be a hedge fund guy turned pharmaceutical guy who ran up the largest IPO in modern history? And then it crashed into the ground after he, he sold pipe dreams on television as this young pharmaceutical guy trying to convince Jim Cramer that it was going to be a success. Why would I want him to be one heartbeat away from the White House? Uh, when and, and if you're MAGA, why would you want him to be one step away from the White House when he said he cried on January 6th? You can't find somebody that didn't say that they cried. I'm not saying I hate the guy. I, it's like, oh, you just don't want a, bil a billionaire to be president because he made himself. Guys, Bill Gates is a self-made billionaire, although his father is a little rich. And honestly, if you look into Vivek, I'm not going to dig into his history, but like, is he this broke boy? He said, he, oh, I'm so broke. And he lied about that. He has to disclose his finances to run for political office. And he was making millions of dollars for years prior. He's lying. He, it's like, I'm not, I'm not like digging into, oh, he's self-made or not, but it's like, he's already proven to lie at every step. It's like, should I want Albert Borla to be the head of the Republican party? Should I want the Moderna, like if the Moderna CEO puts on a MAGA hat and just starts saying all your catchphrases, should I want him to be the vice president? People are so stupid. It's so crazy. It's like, I give him a role and let's see what he does. Like, it's not, there's, there's signs of him being good at selling things that aren't going to work. You get what I'm saying? It's like, could he do that? He already did do that. What are you talking about? Look at the whole history of that whole massive IPO company that he ran around convincing investors and people that it had a real good shot, you know? And it's like, people don't realize how the pharmaceutical industry works. Like they just listen like, oh, it's, he's just, it's like, dude, so it's such a joke. Yeah. And Pfizer just made a mistake and, and tripped and landed on $50 billion. Whoa. Who would have known? Like that, that's the whole industry's built around that stuff. They know based on their liability shields and how the court system works, they know if they can do something and make more money than the lawsuit or cash out before the stock crashes or whatever, they know that it doesn't matter. It's like if, if Pfizer, I'm just doing a hypothetical. Uh, if Pfizer makes $200 billion on a product and eventually it gets it realized that they lied, well, under the PrEP Act, it, you're out of luck. It doesn't matter whether they made mistakes or not. It's not a mistake. Uh, and then also under, uh, you know, a lawsuit, say they get sued for like Bextra or whatever. That was their big drug that they lied about and they were scamming. It's like, how much did they make from the drug? And how much did they make not just from the drug, but from the company growth of that drug? Okay. How much did they pay for the fine? If the difference between the fine and the amount of money they made is huge, then it doesn't matter if they get caught because they make the money elsewhere. And there's so many people in pharma right now, they're not even really trying to have success with a drug. It's like make a company, get investors, make a lot of money, make a name for yourself, spin it into other companies, cash out. And it's like, he'll be like, oh, I didn't make any money on that and no one lost money. A stock went from 200 or 180 into 50 cents and no one lost money, says Vivek. Maybe I find that hard to believe. And you made, you have a billion dollars. What do you mean you made no money? So you made no money off that, but did you make money off the spinoff companies? He had like 15 companies, this company, you know, it's fail. you know, it's like, that's how the industry works. It's like, that's fine, but I don't, I've never been a fan of it. It's like with Trump too. People are like, well, you said this about Trump. Guys, I felt this way about the pharmaceutical industry since I was 17 years old. They tried to shove pills down my throat when I was 13. Thank God my mom is smart. And she said, he's fine. He doesn't need pills. My mom is a good mom. She goes, he just needs to listen. You do, he doesn't need pills. And she yelled at me. And she yelled at me all the time. Maybe too much, but it. I turned out 
to be a respectable guy. So I'm glad she did. But it's like in general, they tried to shove pills down my throat. All my friends were on pills. Everybody's dying of pills. I know what pills do to this country and the Sackler family and all this. The whole industry is like a fucking fraud. Excuse my language. So it's like I, I'm not stupid. OK, I don't get my decisions from Trump or Ron Paul. I like them based on what they say if I think they're ethical. So I felt this way about the pharmaceutical industry forever. And when Trump ran, he ran on what I believe, you know, and it wasn't like the uh, the head of his uh, discussion or anything, but it was part of his campaign a little bit. And that made me feel better about him. Once he turned into like a pharmaceutical hawking Bill Gates scammer, then it's like, I don't like him anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's not that hard to figure out what changed. So it's like with Vivek, I don't hate him. I just don't think a hedge fund manager turned pharmaceutical guy who was paraded around by the media as some pharmaceutical darling who promised the world and, and told a bunch of investors that it really had a shot. And then it crashed into the ground. And then he said he made no money, but he had so many other companies. He's in China. Like he's just everywhere. You know what I'm saying? He's like a professional suck up. Like, you know, ha ha ha. It's like whatever he can do. That's cool. I don't di like dislike that. I, hopefully he like, teams up with somebody and build something amazing for the world. I just don't want him to lead the Republican party, especially after what happened. So I'm just going to wrap it up real quick. You know, interestingly enough, you know, the timing of what I'm saying and what happens always seems to pan out perfectly because it's just the truth. When you speak the truth, what you say makes sense. What I said about Fauci in 2020 makes sense now. What Tim said about Fauci in 2020 doesn't make sense. Why? Because I was telling the truth and he was either lying or he's stupid. So when you tell the truth, things mysteriously happen like this because I'm not lying. So yesterday I said, why? And, and I got very upset about it. Why are you trying to convince my people, conservatives and MAGA and Trump supporters and everybody, why are you trying to convince people to forget about everything that happened during the pandemic and the failures of our own party and our own leader? When like Luke bravely and honestly pointed out, it's not like Trump has done a 180 he's still pushing a lot of the same rhetoric to this day. And when he does it, he just says, ah, like he just doesn't talk about it, but he doesn't acknowledge that he won't do it again. There's no signs of him not doing it again. All signs are pointing towards he will do it again. Like the, no one's calling out the fact that he took money from the pharmaceutical industry and hired them. And some people looked at his financial stuff. I don't want to get into this because I, I like to be really accurate, but they're saying that he had investments in some of the companies as well, which I wouldn't be shocked on like all of Congress. But in general, I can't prove that. So I'd rather look into it before I said it, but I've seen that a bunch of times. But in general, it's like no one called him out. He still lies about it. There's no signs of him switching. So why would all the conservative gatekeeper shiltards be trying to trick people into saying that this stuff doesn't matter while the World Economic Forum and all these people they complain about all the time are literally saying we're thinking about it. We're passing legislation. We think it might happen again. Like this is why I despise and, and I'm sorry because I need to get my emotions in check and I need to like meditate or something because I've been getting too upset and I'm aware of it. But I despise these right wingers because they're worse than liberals. Liberals aren't on your side. Liberals aren't going to vote for your president. Liberals don't, you know, they destroy cities. People like Tim Pool, they sit in spaces and trick millions of people. They make you pissed off and angry. Yet when you get close enough to actually fix the problem and create a solution, they freak out at you and try to cover it all up. He's doing it with literally every topic. Like as all the people that you claim to hate are organizing and figuring out how to have a response to something that happens. He's trying to gaslight you into saying, just forget about it. Why does Tim want you to forget about it? Because Tim is a trip Trump dick sucker and Tim 
profits off of the Trump atmosphere, the Turning Point USAs and the public squares and the Don Juniors and all that stuff. So Tim, business-wise, doesn't want to talk about it because it hurts his business and social circles yet. And he wants the candidate. So he's covering for a candidate. And Luke's trying to be like, well, he hasn't. I'm not hating the guy. I just want him to acknowledge what he did. And Tim, no, 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 no. Tim is a piece of shit. I hate people like this because they're worse than liberals. They're standing in the way. They're lying to you. They're brainwashing. They're, they're exploiting you. They're making a fortune off of you. And then they're trying to stop anybody from getting deep enough to talk about what really matters as all the people that Tim complains about are planning for what really matters publicly. You know, and I'm sure he'll talk about this too because it'll make a headline and just yell about it and scream civil war. But it's like, fuck these people. Sorry for my language. I'm so tired of them. And I'm coming to two conclusions, okay? Either I'm, I'm going to act like this in 2024 and let these people know that we're onto their scams or I'm going to do something else with my life, ignore this completely like most people and just let these people scam the shit out of you. And then in three years, you'll be like, "Where, where's that anomaly guy? Oh, yeah, he told me this. Where's that anomaly guy? He told me the truth. Like Tim was telling people Fauci was a good dude. I said, Fauci's not. Why did I know? But he didn't know. Am I so smart? Maybe, but I don't think so. And this is me being humble. I could just be like, I'm so much smarter, blah, blah, blah. I say that sometimes because he does seem pretty low IQ unless he's just fake. But it's like, I care. You know, I care. I looked at the data. I'm not just going to say what someone's saying. This Fauci guy, who is he? I don't know. Let us let me look at the data. Let me read it. And then if it matches what he says, then I'll like him. But I read the data and I read the reports and it's all public information. And I came to the conclusion that Fauci was not to be trusted. I'm not a million times smarter than him. Maybe I am. I don't know. But I, I, I try to like let people know a lot of these people, it could be that they're dumb, like I say. But it could just be that they prioritize business and social circles and what's easy over what's real. So either I'm going to keep acting like this and I don't want to act like this, but I'm not, I just, I can't do my job. Half my audience is like brainwashed because they listen to people like this and they can't think straight anymore. Like they've lost their minds. It's like, oh, forget about COVID. I mean, the elites are talking about it, but let's just forget about it because I like Trump and I make money off his social circles. Yeah, shut up, scumbag. Either that or I just do something else. And then in three years, people will be looking for me like, what is, is he still doing videos? Because everything I said is going to age properly because it's not wrong. So, you know, the, and for those real quick who are going to say, what's the solution? You can't allow these gatekeepers with influence and power to gaslight you into thinking these things don't exist. What would work is if me, Tim Pool, Dan Bongino, Charlie Kirk, Stephen Crowder, Candace, who I, I believe Candace has done the best job out of all of those top people uh, on a lot of topics, including the pharmaceutical industry. Um, but if everyone came together and said, listen, last time you hired the pharmaceutical lobby, Trump, and we all know it. Last time you hired the swamp, Trump, and we all know it. Last time you did took meetings with Bill Gates and passed executive orders for the pharmaceutical industry. And last time you gave them $18 billion in socialist cash. If you do that again, we're going to lose. You're literally working for the other side. If everyone came together and did that, Trump would either lose the election to somebody who wouldn't do that, or he would win and realize that everybody knew what he was doing. And Trump, more than other politicians, does somewhat listen when he's pressured. The problem is no, everybody's kissing his ass, so he doesn't have to change anything. But there have been times like Syria war and certain things where Trump has pivoted based on you know, intel from his own support base. Like that's what we're supposed to be there for. If everybody just kisses his ass, it's like they know the Titanic sinking 
and they just want to cash out on it. And, you know, Damien Felder commented on one of my uh, Instagram posts. Uh, he, I, you know, I, I never seen his videos, but I, maybe I have, I've seen him on Instagram a few times. He seems like a smart guy, Damien. And he said, you know, anomaly, the reason that they don't want people to solve the problem is because a lot of these influencers, they make money off the problem. So if you solve the problem, they have nothing to scream about. And I was like, you might be onto something. Like I'm always trying to like give people the benefit of the doubt, but it's like, you know, I've heard this story before where it's like, they'll act like, oh, we really want to fix it. I mean, the Democrats do this all the time. Every time there's a chaotic event that the Republicans do, they cry about it for five years. Like they hate it so much, but secretly they love it. They're raising money off it. It gives them a platform to run against Trump on. Like they love the chaos and they love when you guys mess up because that makes them look better, you know? And, and, and they, they can't, it's like a lot of race hustlers as well. It's like, do they really want racism to end? If racism ends, they have no job. So it's like a lot of them, they need to find racism in a place where it doesn't exist in order to elevate them. And they need to be opportunists. It's the same with a lot. I know people don't want to think that conservatives are doing this, but a lot of these people, it's like, I'm starting to realize this pattern where it's like, they're talking here. When you bring it down to here, they like lash out at you. Like literally like every topic I talk about the first amendment, they lash out. I talk about COVID stuff. They lash out. It's like they're professional gatekeeper attack dogs where like that's the golden goose and I'm trying to walk past the gate and they, they basically just say whatever I say until I get to something that matters. And then they just sick their dogs on me. Like, ah, you know, the media attacks me. Ah, it's like, whoa, wh what? Oh, you don't want to talk about that. So if you don't want to talk about that, that is the solution. They might not want the solution. They might want to keep the problem because they cash out on the problem. Like, you know, you want to win the election. I would hope the Republican Party wants to win the election, but they know if they don't, they're going to raise more money than if they win. They know if they don't win, they're going to have a platform to complain about and play the victim and take no accountability. It's like some of these people want to win. You would hope that they do, but I don't think some people do. Like I really do. When Damien said that, I was like, you might be right, bro. Because it's like as soon as certain problems get fixed, they have nothing to scream about. And the more they scream and the more they get like a uh, civil war set like people just it, it, it's it's fascinating how much money people dump into these people and i don't care like with vivek make a trillion dollars bro i don't care but i don't have to want you to be the vice president i'd rather thomas massey or somebody that proved themselves when america needed not somebody that was working for the pharmaceutical industry when that was happening i want somebody that was speaking against them heavily in, in an honest fashion that's just what i want i don't hate you for it i don't care how much these people make but it's just fascinating that people like the more they lie to you and the more that they just like freak you out over things that don't matter, the more people just like throw cash at them. So it's like the, the same way Trump has no incentive to not do the same pharmaceutical stuff again. His base has no incentive. Like, you know, people like there's no incentive for these influencers to stop doing what they're doing. But I will say this because I do want to end positively. I've noticed a difference. All the people that I've said are phony for a while. I'm starting to read their comment section and people are not feeling what they're saying as much as they used to. Like they're starting to, because people are learning and a lot of people are good people. Like I believe that most people they're, they're, they're seeking truth. They might not, they might have a little like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like stubbornness about it, but like one, a lot of people are like turning new leaves and it's like, Oh, okay. Once I see that, I cannot see it. And I, I do believe that they're facing more, 
um, scrutiny, like all the big influencers. Cause dude, for years, I'm not just saying this, listen, I've done well. I think it's okay to do well. I'm just saying I've known for four years now that a lot of these people, they don't care about anything. I know it. I, you can't tell me, I don't know it. I've spoken to these people. I've talked to them. I've hung out with them. I've been at events with them. I know more than you guys know. And I'm not trying to act like a whistleblower and I'm not going to make personal things. Cause I'm not a dickhead. Like I, I respect people's privacy, but I am saying, I know for a fact, I say the first amendment's being infringed and they go, we don't care. And I say, well, the second amendment is being infringed. Not a big deal. The lockdowns, you know, billions of dollars, trillions of dollars are being printed. This is going to cause inflation, but we don't want to talk about it. It's like, I know for a fact, they literally don't care. And now everybody's starting to figure this out. And they're like, why are you in this country? Why are you pushing this? Why won't you talk about this? It's like, cause they don't care. They're, they're, they're professional actors. They care enough as long as it like falls in line with the people that they serve. But if, if it doesn't, they don't care. I'm going to read a super chat and I really want to keep this under uh, an hour. JK said, stay in the fight. You're actually influential. What you stand for is great value. Keep it up anomaly. Uh, thank you so much. God bless you. I want to keep this under an hour. I'll, I'll be back soon. Thank you. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch.